Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. According to Romans chapter 1, the verse 26, it is easier to be thankful than to walk in vain imagination. We must be thankful to avoid opening up evil doors to many evils, according to Romans chapter 1, the verse 21. For more of this powerful message, join Apostle Raymond Tamaklo for part 3 of the teachings on how can I say thank you, now the message. Amen. Wow. Are you excited to be here? Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We have come to receive your word. We've come to be nourished, replenished, and empowered for the days ahead. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're poised to release what we need in our lives, what we need in our walk with you. Thank you, Lord that you're strengthening the hands that are falling and you're lifting those that are bowed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Please do have your seats. It's a blessing to have you here this morning um, in God's presence. You've not come to the presence of a man. You've come to Mount Zion, the mountain of the living God. You've come to the church of the firstborn. And right around us are uncountable angels. That's what you experience when you come to Zion. Amen. Awesome. I want to announce our Easter convention uh, right from Wednesday. So because of that, we're not going to have Tuesday midweek service. Um, We're going to have Wednesday, um, Thursday. Hopefully Thursday there will be no mandamano. Hopefully, 
But if there are signs of mandamano, then we may skip Thursday and do Friday. Um, this, I want you to know, is a holy week. Um, it's an unusual week. A lot of Christians live without paying attention to many things, but it's a holy week. On a day like this, our Savior, please work on this. I don't know who keeps changing it. I think someone likes hearing on the podcast. Please work on Because once it's perfect, I don't know why it keeps changing. Um, so, um, where was I? Our Savior, on a day like this, uh, is riding into Jerusalem knowing very well what was awaiting him if he went into Jerusalem. But because he loved you and I, he still went ahead into Jerusalem. There is none of us here who is on the police wanted list that will be that bold to walk in front of a police station. Isn't it? But Jesus was bold and he went into Jerusalem um, on a day like this. That's why today is actually called Palm Sunday. Um, I'm not a fan for such celebrations. I think when I was young, I celebrated too much of them amongst religious people. On a day like this, we used to go to church with palm, palm branches. And I didn't even know what I was doing. You get the point now? Yes, other than Jesus went to Jerusalem and they put palm branches and he walked um, on them. Uh, I didn't know much. Anyway, so today on a day like this is Palm Sunday and Jesus is going into Jerusalem And knowing what was going to happen uh, on this um, particular season. But then, he did all this for us. Are you hearing me? Um, He did all this for you and I. And that is why teaching you how can I say thanks is very important. Yes, how can I say thanks is very important. Jesus saved you. How are you saying thanks to him for saving you? I think we'll get to that deeper part of the waters along the teaching. So please be reminded that our convention, Passover convention, starts on Wednesday 4 p.m. If there is no mandamano, then Thursday 4 um, and then Friday as well. And then this Saturday will be our turning point. Uh, don't pretend you came to pray yesterday. You didn't come. Uh, don't, don't, don't pretend. Uh, so the Saturday will be our turning point. Is a special turning point. Yes. One of the things I have written with is meant for turning point. Yes. 
um, by the grace of God, I got rid of some troublesome people in my life. So now I want to focus on people who want to be blessed. Do you understand? Yes, I came with prophetic directions. Yes, you may not believe it. Yes, for people, individuals who want to be blessed. Yes, so I have shifted gear to another realm. Do you get it? So turning point is important. And this one is a special one. So we're going to start at 5.30 a.m. And we're going to wait before God in prayers. Um, I believe it's important that you are there. If you need dead things to resurrect, you cannot miss this Saturday's turning point. Do you understand? Those of you who like dead things, your life is dead, your business is dead, your finances is dead, but you like dead things, it's fine, don't come. We don't even want you to come. You just bring your deadness to add to the deadness we're trying to prevent. Uh, but if you don't like dead things, please make your way to this turning point. And we're going to seek God's face uh, for resurrection in certain areas of our lives. Amen? Why are you not excited? And then Sunday will be Resurrection Sunday. Very prophetic. Um, if you believe in a prophetic, amen. So don't forget this week is a holy week. And we're also having our Passover convention um, this week. Amen. Hopefully Thursday will not be interrupted. Mm, hopefully. Amen. Kenya is a wonderful country. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very wonderful country. Yeah. Anyway, the least said about it, the better. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, be thankful. The Bible says we should be thankful. In fact, we are commanded to be thankful in Colossians 3.15. And then we started seeing the power of being thankful. Amen. Number one, we said saying thanks is a constant part of prayer. I demonstrated how our prayers become. The moment is time for thanksgiving. And you couldn't argue against that point because you know yourself. Amen. Number two, we said be thankful as an attitude of your life. Thankfulness must be an attitude you have. Do you understand? Not that it is something you were taught. And so, because you were taught to say thank you, you are able to say thank you without being truthfully thankful. You can easily do that. 
you can say thank you and you can say thank you sir thank you madam but you truly are not thankful do you understand that is why you will send somebody money on Wednesday and it will take them another week after the money is finished for them to say thank you you see, the person just woke up and realized, hey, I couldn't have her. He, the person I'm going to ask sent me money, the other, and I didn't respond. You get a point now. Then they send you a pretentious thank you. Do you understand? And then after three hours, the real request follows. True or not true? They send you the, after one week, they are saying thank you now. Then they keep checking. Is it too early to now make my request? Is it too early? You know, is it too early? Then they give you like three hours. Then they come in fresh. As though you, who they are trying to fool, you are a mumu. You know, unthankful people always think that the other person is an idiot. You get a point now. I'm going to say it again. Many unthankful people, when they are dealing with you in their ungratefulness, they are assuming that you are an idiot who doesn't see through what they are doing. True. Those of you who are ungrateful, true or not true? You, see, you can't even say it. And then the moment you see through the charade and you say, oh, you didn't thank me. You just sent me the thank you so that you can ask me. Then they get offended. Yeah, They get offended as though they, whatever they are asking for, they gave it to you for safekeeping. You get a point now? And that they were coming to you for what they originally gave to you and it's not true you must have a genuine attitude of being thankful amen uh by the way where's valerie your english is very good i like your english yeah yeah i i I want such english speaking people around my life Your English is very impeccable. Yes. It's impeccable. Yes. Pastor Edwin, when you have voiceovers, that will fetch money. Please call my Valerie. Use her for voiceover, voiceovers, and then give her money for me. Pastor Edu, where are thou? I think you need such impeccable Englishes in your Englishes in your voiceovers. Yeah. But I do when you have voiceovers, I'm showing you talent in the church. Yes, use such impeccable Englishes. <laughs> then you give her money for me. You pay her for Kazi. Kazi Yamzungu. You got a point, eh? <laughs> Good. Thank you, Valerie. Read. You don't want to read. 
And then you are speaking broken English. Your, your English is broke. <laughs> and you are broke too. Broke boy is speaking broken English. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> Yeah. The people I admire are like um, the kind of favor, you know, French speaking people who attempt to speak English. I admire them. Yes, because my attempt to learn French has landed nowhere. <laughs> but they, though not English speaking, are able to communicate. And you understand. You understand. I really admire them. Anybody who can speak languages, I admire. Because me now, I, I see my level. You understand? I've been here 15 years. Next year will be 15 years. And I can't speak Swahili. You understand? Yes. It's, it's such a disgrace. Such a disgrace. You know? But as for English, when I hear a good one, I can tell it's a good one. You get a point now? Yes, I can tell he's a good one. My own mother's tongue, I can't speak. Yes, I can speak some other Ghanaian languages. But when I meet my uncles and my aunties, they're all angry because I, I can't speak to them in my mother's tongue. Yes, but I know why. I know why. I think my mother's death made, I don't like things that reminds me of her death. And one of them is that language. So somewhere I blocked it, you know. Yeah, so I admire even such people. Yes. But you that you were taught in English, you learned mathematics in English. Do you understand? You even attempted literature. <laughs> and your English weren't good at the time. Mercy on your life. Yeah, I always look out for good English. Amen. Yeah, don't say, eh, is it English that we'll eat? Do you see how you are thinking? <laughs> Be humble. Yeah, go and find books and read. Yeah, you naturally just see that your English is improving. Yeah, find books and read. Yeah, even with your broken English, if you start reading now, your English will get better. Yeah, believe you me. All right? Thank you, favor. So, you can be thankful as an attitude of your life. Isn't it? Number three, give thanks as a weapon that releases the greatest miracles. Who needs a miracle? I do. I do. I do. And then the Bible is saying that to release your next miracle, be grateful, be thankful. Amen. All right. Number four is going to be dangerous. Of the last day evils. So unthankfulness is part of the evils of the last days. 
So don't be surprised. Alright? When you see so much unthankfulness in these days we are living in. Yeah, don't be surprised. You know, I have a strong resentment for disloyal people. Yes. Everything that has not worked in this church is due to disloyal people. If you like, say, maybe I'm, I'm teaching. Everything that has not worked in this church. You see, you may take it for granted. You may overlook it. You may just gloss over it. But everything, go to any environment. Anything that has not worked, you will find that it is due to disloyal people. Number two. Disloyal people are unthankful people. One of the things that surprised me when I came to this country was the lack of stable political parties. You know, like they formed ODM and then they formed which one? Uh, NASA, no, ODM became NASA. Is it? ODM became NASA. And then, Kano, what did Kano become? Or Kano is still there? Yes. But every uh, election year, the parties metamorphose, isn't it? Into something, right? If your political leaders ask me for an advice, I will say, stop it. Let ODM stay as ODM. And then, Jubilee was what before it became? PNU stays PNU, right? Was Mathakara in PNU? NAC. NAC. Does it still exist? Yeah. It's, yeah. If it, it, it has been absorbed. Isn't it? Yes. One of the things that surprised me was the lack of a stable political vehicle on which people run. Do you understand? For offices. And is the reason why somebody will say, oh, I'm for um, this one, the people going on the Mandamano, Azimio. You see, you even lose track of what even... When is the next election? You don't know what will come. Do you get it? So over time, if, if I'm asked, what is it? Let ODM stays ODM with its ideologies, with its um, vision. Let PNU stays PNU with its visions and ideologies. Now, belong to ODM on the basis that this is the ideology I live for. I believe in it. Belong to PNU because this is the idea. Like if you go to Ghana, there are two major political parties. They never change. NDC, NPP. NDC is socialist 
in their outlook. NPP is capitalist in their outlook. I know you don't know all that. So, the NPP is capitalist, so they are business-minded. You know, they want to build, they want you to build your business, your company. They want you, the private sector, to flourish. So that's somebody's ideology. You belong to that ideology because you truly believe in it. Do you understand? And then you go this side, which is socialist in their outlook because you believe in it. Now, that is the reason when you come here, it's the opposite. I don't even know what they talk about. You understand? I don't know what they talk about. (laughs) I don't know what they talk about. Because if the vehicle keeps changing, do you understand? Then the ideas keep evolving. So you see somebody will come and associate with a leader. Do you get it? And run for, is it MP, senator, governor? And then if God forbid, their party doesn't win the presidency and they are offered money bags, they move here. So you see that anything that is not working is because of disloyal elements. Are you listening to me? If I get angry, I'm not being political, I'm teaching disloyalty and loyalty. Yes. Because you can't be yellow today and then tomorrow you are black. And then tomorrow you are green. Are you listening to me? Anything that is not working can be attributable to disloyalty. So, because you don't believe in this ideology, when somebody offers you money, you take the money. Ideology can go and hang. You, you have 100 million, 50 million. So, ideology means nothing to you. So, you have no personal conviction. And I have had to do things with people who were not convicted. They had no conviction. And by disloyalty, everything that I've attempted have been grounded to a halt. And you see disloyal people are people who are not thankful. You paid my school fees, so what? Oh, you helped me do this, so what? That day I told you thank you. What do you want again? Another thank you. Okay, Asante Bas. Asante Bas. Eh? How many times should I say thank you? But you see, if not for this person, you wouldn't even qualify to be an MP. You wouldn't qualify to be a senator. You rode on somebody's back to get to where you are. You are supposed to be forever grateful. Forever thankful. You just gave me food the other day. Now every time you see me, you are expecting me to say thank you. If you didn't eat that day and you died. I said if you didn't eat that day and you died. Where will your pride that is telling you, must I be thankful for how many years? You wouldn't even have the opportunity of life. It is this reason that Jesus says that anybody that gives my prophet 
or a man of God a cup of water just because he's a man of God, you will not lose your reward. If you give him a cup of water because he's a prophet, you will not lose a prophet's reward. God is busy rewarding cup of water. I didn't hear your amen. I said God is busy rewarding a cup of water. You are busy despising 200 shillings. That can buy how many cups of water? That shows the level of your ungratefulness. 200 bob can buy how many cups of water? Plenty. I want to teach that you will not forget. Some of you come to church and you pretend you forgot what was said. Yeah. 200 bob can buy many cups of water. God is busy rewarding a cup, a cup, a cup of water. For whosoever shall give you, look at it, a cup of water to drink in my name. Because you belong to Christ verily, I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. What has been done for some of you is more than a cup of water. But you are not thankful. So, I have a very strong resentment for disloyal people. Yes. Um, pastor who is uh, very resentful, can that be a righteous thing? Even God himself hates unthankful people. Give me Proverbs 17 verse 13. It's about to get hot. What does it say? It says, Whoso rewardeth evil for good. Look at it. Evil shall not depart from his house. <laughs> good was done to you. You re- reciprocated good with evil. It explains why your problems are staying with you. Because evil does not depart from the house of anybody who rewards evil for good. Give us the NLT version. If you repay good with evil, evil will never leave your house. Message. Those who return evil for good will meet their own evil returning. (laughs) It's very clear. God has a disposition that is anti-unthankfulness. Yes, he hates unthankful people. And unthankful people are disloyal people. Yes. You are rewarding the boss that employed you in that small company by stealing from him. You were jobless. I said you were jobless. And then you were offered a job in a small company. How do you say thank you? You are busy stealing from the 
person, you should be rewarding good with good for. And then he says, evil will not leave your house. See, now you can't say amen. Because some of you are stealers. Yes, it's, it's not a good English. You are a stealer. <laughs> yes, you are a stealer. Yeah? Oh, but he doesn't pay me well. He doesn't pay me well. If he doesn't pay you well, all right, resign and look for a better job. The one thing you don't want to become is a mgondi. I said the one thing you don't want to become is a mgondi. You see, when I teach this and you don't have anything of your own that you are building, you don't see how important it is until you start building something and you have employed thieves. I said, until you have employed thieves. So you see, how do you say thank you to your boss? Is by working hard. Is by putting in all your efforts. What are you rather doing? You are stealing from somebody who has given you a livelihood. I had a church member. And she likes money. She loves money. Like doesn't describe it. She loves money. She loves money. She loves money. Yeah. Those of you who love money, you get into so-so wahala. Yeah. You love money. Yes. You'll soon be a thief. Yeah. You'll soon be a thief. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just a fact. It's not even a prophecy. You'll soon be a thief. Yes. So, this young lady, when she uh, didn't have a job, she was always around the church cleaning. Yes. She was always around cleaning. Yeah. One of the most ungrateful group in the church are people who are available to clean. Yes. I said one of the most ungrateful group in the church are the people who are available to clean. Yes. These days when you are a worker, like you have a job you do and you clean the church regularly, I have high respect for you. Yes. But if you are jobless and you are a champion cleaner of the church, you don't you don't move me. We have seen some before. Yes. Now you have a job and you are cleaning the church. I think I have high respect for you. Yes. As for the jobless champion cleaners. Because of them, you must always think ahead. What next? If Elvina gets a job, she doesn't clean. She doesn't clean. She's just in front of me at all, at all. You, you always have to be thinking, what if Alvina gets a job? She was a champion jobless cleaner. Now she has a job. Do you understand? And once, you see, it's, it's a way of fooling God. 
I will clean the church if that is what you are looking for, Buana, to give me a job. <laughs> but now I've got the job, I don't have time for those things. Please find a replace. God, find a replacement for the cleaning of your house. Who steps in? Another jobless cleaner. And the trend continues. So when I see somebody who works, they have a eight to five job and they still clean the church. I have respect for them. And I think God also has. Even God is tired of the champion jobless cleaners. Yes. Hmm. Oh. They bribe God. God, you see, I'm the only one here cleaning. I'm available. You are available because of joblessness. I'm not going to find sweet words for you when I'm teaching. Teaching is hard enough. Now I have to think of sweet words. No, no, no. no I won't do that. You get the point now? Yes, I won't do that. Yes. So many people, that's how they play with God. Suddenly, God, the next job, jobless cleaner needs your miracle, you know. So, steps in, another jobless cleaner. Oh, yes. So, people have played with God this way. How do you say thank you? Lord, I was, a while ago, I was just cleaning your house. I had nothing to do with it. Now, you've given me a job. Ah, I'm going to clean your house even more. How do you say thank you? What is your attitude when you have to repay back? A lot of people are single and they act like they love God. That's another dangerous people in the church. These single sisters in the church who acts like they are God's first girlfriends. Wait till you see how they say thank you when God now gives them a human husband. You know, God is their first husband. And then God says, I'm tired of being your first husband. Now let me give you a human husband. Watch them and see how they say thank you to God. Excuse me, Buana Apostle. <laughs> I'm not able to come to church because Sundays is when I cook all my husband's meals for the week. <laughs> it's Sundays are suitable for meal preps days. I'm not able to come to your church. Yeah, but that sister always was sitting in front. Watch them when they don't have children. In the place of children, they have not books. And watch when God gives them a kababa. 
Now when they come to church, they replace the notebook, the Bible, with a child. No, we no more write notes. Now we are mothers. Now we are mothers. Now we are fathers. We don't write notes. Watch how they say thank you to God. Yes. And I believe that God watches your attitude, your disposition with each change and transformation in your life. He watches it. Yes. He observes it. He observes it. Yes. That's why I, I, I think I told El that one of the greatest statements I have ever heard in my life is do not change. It makes so much sense to me. Do not change. You came in, oh, smiling sister. Oh, mommy, listen. Do not change. I see that is one of the most powerful statements that can ever be made to an individual. Do not change. Yes. Do not change. Because the moment you change, when something else changes for you favorably, your favor also changes. And people who lose out on favor, lose out on this statement, do not change. Why, why did the boss likes you? To begin with, why were you liked? Why were you giving a desk opposite the boss? Maybe he liked your smile. And his wife is an angry bird. Eh? The wife is a Botele Bitalif widow. So when he comes to the office, he likes to see somebody smiling, at least for a change. So he instructed, tell my secretary to put her desk opposite my desk. He wants to see a smiling sister. So you are employed because you are smiling. You were happy. He needed that environment to soothe him. Then here you are, suddenly you have changed. Now you have become a reminder of his Botele Bitalive widow, whom he left in the house. You see that the other will come. Remove that desk from in front of me. Do not change. Is one of the most powerful statements I've ever heard. Do not change. Yes. That's why marriages are not the same after marriage. Yes. Many men marry women hoping they do not change. Yes. And then women are marrying men hoping to change them. We are not the same. A man sees this and he says, I'm going to marry this. And he wants that for the rest of his life. As so more, the women, they, they are not what they present themselves to be. So you are marrying something that doesn't exist. That's the truth. She was auditioning for the role of your wife. And she got the role. So now, she says, why should I pretend from here on? Yes. I already got a job. So, you used to like that hair. 
She used to wear long hair, long hair. Now she walks around the house with that, that thing, that thing. The audition period is over. She now ties a wrapper around her chest like she's from Mombasa. Do you understand? So, when a man marries, whatever you wear, when he marries you, he wants to see that. May I think that I disagree with the statement that men are naturally promiscuous. I disagree. Yes. (laughs) I disagree. Yeah, I think I disagree. Yes, and I'll tell you why I disagree. Because, you see, this man was single before he married you. What made him take that all-important decision? He finally saw what he's always wanted. Now, in the marriage, he's seen something else. So that change moves him now to another search. He's not naturally promiscuous. I disagree. Because there was only one woman in the garden. (laughs) That one bypassed you. And Adam was not seeking everything you and I are. Do you understand? All the bad things we do. Do you understand? Adam passed it on to us. I disagree that he passed womanizing to us. There was only one woman in the garden. He's looking for something. You have stopped smiling. You think he will stop searching. I said you have stopped smiling. You think he will stop searching. So it is the changes that propels men to go for another search. Otherwise, if what he... um, Are you aware a man can eat one food till he dies? You may not know. Yes. Men are masters of boredom. We can master boredom. I'm telling you the truth. Yes. That's why he marries you. Then he says, oh, your food doesn't taste like my mother's food. He wants that food. He wants it to come close to the mother's food. Do you understand? And it's the same food. Are you listening to me? So it is the changes. You used to talk to him sweetly. Now you are shouting. If you like, come. If you like, don't come. Even me, I'm dead. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Why did he get close to you? You were sweet. So now that you are the way you are, he goes looking for another sweet thing. This statement, do not change, is the most powerful statement I've ever heard. Yes. Do not change. That's why I tell people, eh, if you are the way you are, come as the way you are. Let me know you as this is how you are. Then I'm, I, I made the decision, I'm going to work with you based on this personality of yours. But then you come with a certain pretentious, you know, facade. Hey, your humbleness. There's, Hello, Apostle Buana. 
if you are humble through and through, even when you are angry, you still do, welcome Apostle Buana. <laughs> but if you are pretentious, come on now, if you are pretentious, the anger reveals your true nature, which will not be, thank you Apostle Buana. The anger replaces, if you meet a correct woman, did I just say that? Yes. If you made a correct woman who is not pretentious, she says she loves you, blah, blah, blah. Even when she's angry, she's still guided by the love she has for you. Oh, yes. Yes, correct woman. Because anger doesn't change her state or her condition. It doesn't change it. That's why the most dangerous person is a person who, has, who is pretending. You may never know what she'll become next or what he'll become next. Yes. So I, I disagree that men are naturally promiscuous. I, I've found that is not true. Yes. Because there was only one woman in the garden. Even when she was playing the fool, Adam was still loyal to her. That's the truth. Yes. Are you listening to me at all? Those of you are into changes. You are, you are not happy with the message. Yes. Do not change. You see, the fear of discovery is the reason why many people pretend. The fear of discovery is the reason many people pretend. But if you show your true colors, you don't have to pretend. Yes. There are sisters I met in the church, very sweet, when they are talking to me. Yes. I said, when they are talking to me. Oh, apostle, so we, we, we believe that, you know, it should be. And then when they are talking to brothers who are not me. Having mentioned your name, just look. The way they talk, you see that they are, hey, where, where, what tattoo? <laughs> but when they are talking to me, Apostle, we believe that, you know, we can do the hey, sweet voice. <laughs> the choir can still say amen. I said, the choir can still say amen. You know, if I'm recommending somebody to marry you, I'm recommending a young man to marry you based on the qualities you are showing to me that you have. Only that after the brother has married you, you were not what you presented yourself to be. There's something called dissonance in marketing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Buy um, dissonance, cognitive dissonance. You buy something and you take it home, thinking it will fulfill this role. You get it? I realize I don't really need this. 
Do you understand? <laughs> we have married you. Do you understand? And taking you home. Believing that you will offer us a lot of furaha. Wait. Put a scripture there. Live joyfully with the wife of your youth. Put it there. Let me show them what we are hoping to achieve. Because that scripture, he was talking to a son, not the girl. So, we marry you and we take you home, alright, so that our fountain, give me verse 17, let me see. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee, verse 18. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with is if I teach you what let thy fountain be blessed means, you think I'm teaching you a bad thing. Eh? But I won't teach you. And rejoice with the wife of thy youth. The woman you married as a young man. Rejoice with her. Live with me, she. With Furaha, with the lady you married as a young man. Verse 19. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Hey! Hey! She's supposed to be what? As the loving hind and Pleasant role. If you don't have this quality as a girl, don't marry. Give me the NLT. Let's move to that danger zone. She's a loving dear, a graceful doe. She's what? A loving dear. A loving dear. And what? A graceful. We married you and we discovered there's nothing graceful about you. All that work you were doing in church on four feet, four inches high heels. And you look graceful. And you were walking like this. And we say, oh, she's graceful. Asuma, your real work is like this. There is nothing graceful about even your walk. This is what we marry for. Gracefulness. Let her breasts satisfy you always. You, when we want to suck your breast, you say no. Hey, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you said no. Everything, no. Next minute, you said no to us. Next minute, we are seeing Kababa playing with your breast. Men, we love breasts. 
<laughs> I said, men will love breast. And the Bible says, I don't like those of you who are frowning at my teaching. <laughs> let her breast, did he say, let her breast satisfy your children? Is it in the Bible now? Did he say, let, your, let her breast satisfy your future sons and your future daughters? No. Let her breast satisfy you. The breast is for your husband. <laughs> yes. It's in the Bible. Let her breast. Always. Always. Do you understand? Always. Yes. Then he says, may you always be captivated by her love. And when we marry, there's nothing captivating. So you see, that change sets him on another search. I'm not justifying cheating or anything. I'm teaching you the reality that your change doesn't do you well. Do you understand? Yes. Many women, what they look for is the marriage certificate. Whatever is on the marriage certificate, only they know. That's why when they are even leaving you, they go with the marriage certificate. Yes. <laughs> true or not true? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they go with it. So you see, all those qualities. Oh, I, I, I can cook. Then they marry you. You don't like cooking. Your husband says, I want to eat cha- party. And then you tell him to go to the mama down the road sells chapati. <laughs> Thank you. What's the use of a girl who cannot cook what I like? This is what I like. Cook it. You said no. No. I've cooked banana. <laughs> I've cooked mato. Matoke. Please eat this one. When I'm in a mood for your chapati, I'll cook it. Then after the next day, she comes and says, Oh dear, I need 500. Men, listen. Men, listen. When she doesn't give you what you want, do not give her what she wants. Write it. Write it. (laughs) Write it. If she doesn't give you what you want, do 
not give her what she wants. Simple. Yes. Anytime you give the man what he wants, I can promise you that you will even get things you didn't ask for. Yes. You are the one creating problem. There's no problem. Yes. There's no wahala. You are the one creating the wahala. Yes. You know, if you knew you were going to eat chapati, at least on your way, you should have called me and told me. Now you've gotten home is when you ask for chapati. Oh, do you think that bringing out money to give you is easy? It's not easy. It's also not easy. Yes. So if she doesn't give you what you want, don't give her what she wants. Yes. Let each person go and look for what they want. Yes. I want chapati. You say I should go and look for it. You want money. You to go and look for it. Simple. Yes. And there's no fight here. We are not fighting. Yes. We, we just have understood that if you cannot help me, I should not bother helping you. Simple. Oh. The church is hot. Yes. Women think that they have monopoly over wickedness. I think many women think that they are only ones authorized to be wicked. Yes. Why should a husband be begging in the night? Oh, just more. Just more. Just more. Why should a husband be begging? Huh? Kichwa too? Small. Instead of saying, I want everything, we even have to reduce small. Just small. Ah. And then you see a woman there. Proud. 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 Then the next morning, he's going out. Then you ask for uh, Pesayam Toto. Hey, you and your Toto will not get any Pesa. there's something called quid pro quo do you understand whatever you dish out be ready expect the same to be dished out yes do you know how the bible calls a woman and the husband having sex the Bible describes it as due benevolence. Yes. It's called benevolence. Another word for benevolence is kindness. So when your husband wants to sleep with you, at that moment, he is looking for a kind, receptive, welcoming wife. That's when your Jezebelic anointing comes. Due Benevolence is something due him, is something due her. It's called due benevolence. Are you listening to me? Yes. 
Let the husband, look at it, should give to his wife her conjugal rights. And he goes to explain what it means. It means goodwill. Unajua goodwill. <laughs> Kindness. And what is due her as his wife. And likewise, the wife to her husband is called due benevolence. You see a man. So from that 9 p.m., he's like this on the bed. You are so wicked, you cannot see the torture. So I'm showing you in the Bible, it is called due benevolence. It is kindness. It is kindness. So you can see that whenever you are like that, you are very wicked. Yes. Called due benevolence. Hey. Is it the sisters that are not saying amen? Yeah, you have weaponized yourself. You are a walking weapon. Yes. Malita <laughs> Nipatia. I know where I'll get you. I'm going to get you very soon. Yes. I'm going to get you. And then, few hours later. <laughs> then you see your wickedness has come. Yes. And it's torturous. It's torturous. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Now, that's not how to say thank you to somebody who has married you. That's the same girl who, when she's honey, sleeps with three boys. A man has delivered you from being a prostitute. How do you say thank you? Give him due benevolence. You are dead in Shakara. Shakara. Some have a day. Thursday, Pekiake. 15th of every month. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Yes. 15th of every month. Take it all. That's how you say thank you. Yes. You have always been in two months old relationships. Every two months there is somebody servicing you. Left and right. Left and right. For two months. Another two months. A new person. And a young man says, I want to deliver you from this useless life. do you say thank you is to be very wicked yeah yeah yes many husbands are the reason there is reduction of prostitution yes you see I don't know how we get it wrong this this argument the hen and the egg. Which one comes first? Is it the hen or the egg? Huh? Listen. 
If not for men, women will practically live off prostitution. Yes. The first prostitute was not a man. It was a woman. Oh, yes. What is prostitution? I use this to get that. That's prostitution. Yes, that's prostitution. Oh, yeah. It's not standing on the street that makes it prostitution. No. That is why when you are in a relationship, those of you who are into fornication before marriage, hmm? those, those of you, I am sorry. L- listen carefully to what I'm saying. Is it sometimes people don't listen deeply to the, the, the teaching, right? Those of you who are into fornication, you know, you, you say you are Christians, but, you know, you are pressing, pressing each other. You know, and then when you do it, when you do it, when you have done it, you feel the need to give her 2,000. Do you understand? It's prostitution. Yeah. So, most men marry their prostitutes. Okay, it's too hot for you today. I, I, I see that the thing is too hot for you today. <laughs> Because if you are my beloved, do you understand? If you are my beloved and we are having sex, I owe you nothing. I owe you nothing. Is it now? Yeah, they're arguing in their heads. I owe you nothing. Do you understand? If after every sex, so what about the money I ask you? I'm coming to pay for it. It's business. I'm coming to pay for it. So you see, young man, when you now marry her, imagine what you are marrying. You see that the charges have gone high. Yes. The charges, the rates have increased. (laughs) Do you understand? He pays your rent and he sleeps with you. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. Yes. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Is it now you can't say amen? No. So by the way, if you have been paying and you now married her, you married your, your prostitute. Yeah. Now you only make it official. Is now official. I've married my original prostitute. Yes. <laughs> so when later she's behaving some way, you know, she asks you for money in the morning. You didn't give her. You came Johnny, and then you want to touch her. Then oh, leave me alone. No, oh, leave me alone. You see, the prostitute nature has come back. You can't get it for free. Is it now you can't say amen? That's not how you say thank you. Do you understand? So the attitude of saying thank it must be real. Do you get it? It must be real. Hmm. What I want to teach you should be part.
and parcel of your life. Yes. Forever grateful. Forever thankful. Forever appreciative. Not that, oh, they, they said I should say thank you. One woman fought with the husband and the pastors called her. They counseled her and they told her, no, what you are doing is wrong. You know? And then they told her, we'll call your husband for a meeting. And in that meeting, just apologize to your husband. Say, I'm sorry. You know? Is that agreeable with you? She said, yes. Call for the meeting. The man came and they sat down, the bishops or the pastor, so your wife has something to tell you. And then the woman in the meeting just looked at the man and said, me not can care. Like, what did they say I should even say? What did they say I should, <laughs> what did they say I should tell you? She had forgotten. Not that she has forgotten, no. You see, that's not someone who is appreciative. Yes. What did they, they told me to tell you something. I've even forgotten. Anyway, but we are here. Yes. Anyway, but we are here. Yes. I mean, I can't care. Yeah. What did they say I should say? Yeah. I can't remember what they say I should tell you. Yes. Imagine the face of the pastors in that meeting. Hours of counseling, talking. Telling you that you say, "What well, this is wrong? Go and say this. Do that." When they go, you say, "Me I can't care." And some of you are truly not repentant. Yes, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. They say I should say sorry. Yeah, Paul Ebasi. Yeah, Paul Ebasi. Yeah, you don't know how to say thank you, and you are not grateful. Are you listening to me? Now, the danger of encountering unthankful people is that it can turn you into a bitter person. So, number five, avoid bearing grudges against the unthankful. It's about to get hot. One of the fight, or you need a point again. Avoid bearing grudges against the unthankful. The greatest battle of every pastor, if you like, as the pastor seated here, is the fight to not become bitter. If you like, ask the pastors. I believe one of, once upon a time they have prayed it. Oh Lord, I, allow me not to be bitter. Oh Lord, remove bitterness from my heart. I am sure they have prayed that prayer. It's the greatest fight of every pastor. Yes. Pastors meet people. They take you as their children. That's it. You're taken as somebody's child. A pastor meets you. This is my son. This is my daughter. That's, that's the heart of a pastor. You want to do for her 
everything you will do for your daughter. And sometimes we end up even doing more for people than we do for our children. Only for them to turn out as unthankful. The fight begins that I should not degenerate into a bitter man. I've had the situation where my children needed something and I tell them to wait. And then I had people around me who also had pressing needs. Anybody who is around me will see that. Yes. And I have seen myself most times meeting the needs of others before meeting the needs of my children. And that's the person who waves, they don't even wave, who walks away unappreciating the sacrifice and the price paid for them. The fight to not become bitter when you have encountered unthankful people, you have no idea. You see, right now you are the one who is unthankful. (laughs) So you don't understand from this perspective. Yes. One day, I think it's Isaiah chapter 1, God said, Hear, O earth. God was so shocked about the behavior of his children that he called the earth to listen to his complaint. He says, I have given birth to children and they have rebelled against me. He called to witness heaven. He said, oh, hear all heavens and give ear all earth. God is going to state a case and he calls the heaven as a witness and he called the earth as a witness. To witness what? For the Lord have spoken. I have nourished and brought up children and they have rebelled against me. That's why your mother who ensured that you went to school. Your father who ensured that you went to school. I I, I mean, I don't know where the struggle is. Many parents get nothing back from children they nourished and brought up. That foolish boy is going to marry a girl now. Who is going to tell him, let your mother, if your mother is coming, let her at least inform us. Foolish mumu, you also call your mother and say, mom, you know, my wife and I have agreed that you, you should just give us advance notice. Hear me, if you are, if you are a girl, if you are a girl, your Parents may need permission to come to your marital home. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, listen to me. So you avoid chaos in your marriage. Because that home is now under the supervision of another authority. Even your father knows he won't just budge in. Right? If you are a girl. Yes, your parents may need permission to pass by your home, but not if you are a son. Your mother can come anytime, 
your father can come anytime. And he doesn't need your wife's permission. And she doesn't need your wife's permission. Any son that allows the mother to ask permission before she comes to your home is a foolish son. And you see, since I've said that, let me also say this. It will be good you marry a good man who loves your parents around. Yes. He will now, ah, my parents came. Let's bring your mom and your, your father also. Yes. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Okay, you pretend you are not getting what I'm saying. Oh, yes. God is saying, heaven, come and bear me witness. Earth, come and bear me witness. I have nourished. I pray for you, those of you who are unthankful, that you don't meet your kind. I pray for you. I pray for you, you don't meet you. (laughs) Because some of you will end up very bitter in life. If you meet somebody who behaves like you. Yes. Some of the people who destroy other people, the people they are attempting to destroy is the person who made them. You don't know how the bite of an unthankful person feels biting the hand that fed him or her. If your mother is, let's say, senior amongst her siblings, she's likely the person who helped to even educate some of her siblings. Yes. You see that sometimes the bitterness of such people is I took my younger sister to school. I took care of that brother of mine. Today he's working at Unilever. Even getting one bottle of oil is a problem. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Likely. Likely, that's the pain of, let, let me put it, elder brothers and elder sisters. Yes. Sometimes it's elder brothers or elder sisters who wiped your bum bum when your mother was sick, when your mother was busy. Oh yes. That's why where I come from, you don't take for granted that she's your senior sister. We don't take it for granted. You wash the, the napkins. Those days, napkins. If she didn't do it, by now, no girl will be sleeping with you. Once they see all the, the marks and the, on your bum bum. <laughs> because you messed on yourself and you stayed with yourself for two days. 
and your bomb bomb has developed sauce. It had sauce over and over again. I mean, just imagine when you stop poo pooing. <laughs> Class four. <laughs> The army of sauce. And no girl who want to sleep, sleep with you. Seeing your bum bum. Hmm. She washed it. Yes. It's always a fight to not become bitter. Yeah. Whenever I see, I think, I don't know if it's a mem or this saying that sometimes the person you are taking a bullet for, they end up being the ones pulling the trigger. Yes. Me, I know firsthand how that feels. Yeah. I know firsthand how that feels. Yeah. One of my pains is I have used 14 years trying to teach people's children who don't want to be taught. And I have limited windows to teach my children who would have gladly received from me for 14 years what people have refused to be taught. It's one of my pains. I know what my son would turn out to be if I had spent 14 years with him. I know what my daughter would turn out to be if I spent 14 years with her. I have spent that amount with people's children who think that they are arguing with me just because they don't accept wisdom. It's the pain I have. So sometimes you, you just allow people to live their lives. Charlie, you can see better. Charlie, so you stop talking now. Yes. You stop talking. I was reading a book. And then in the morning. And I took um, a screenshot of the book. I like what it was saying. Yes. And then I took a screenshot of three pages. That particular place. And I sent it to my son. And I said read this. Read this. And then I told him, when you read it, get back to me. So he read it. I said, what do you think the author is saying? And he captured it in about two or three lines. And I said, yes, you got it right. I know what my son would become if I spent the years I've spent with Rachel. I know what my son would become if I spent, if I had spent that years with him. I know what I'm talking about. So I have nourished and brought up children. And Rachel said, eh? And then I still have to see Rachel and not be bitter. I see Buona Rachel and I'm still not bitter. It's a fight. You have to fight. If not, ungrateful people will turn you into a bitter person.
person. And once you become bitter, you open demonic doors into your life. So you see, when people are ungrateful, eh, they are being used to set you up. Write it down. Ungrateful people are being used to set you up. Because it makes no sense. For example, for example, I didn't say I've done this. I bought food for Rachel. I bought clothes for Rachel. It makes no sense. You, I've not said I've done those things. Okay, I don't want you to write me an email later. Uh, excuse me, Bona Apostle. I want you to clarify this point. In your teaching today, you made reference to the fact that you bought me clothes and you fed me. I, I, just for the records. <laughs> Let the record reflect. Could you please furnish me with the dates and the year when you did all these good deeds? I, I don't want email, so I'm saying that I didn't do all this. So it makes no sense. I've bought her clothes. I've paid school fees. I've made her go to some of the best places. I, I ensure that she's okay. It makes no sense for the same person to now point her finger and show you so much unappreciation. Except that something is using her to set me up. Let's see how this man will behave when she becomes ungrateful. So, learn to escape that trap. Because you now that is bitter, you now go before God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, open this door. God says, I'm not opening the door. You are bitter. You are bitter. So, the presence of ungrateful people itself in your life can be a hindrance to you, your next level. It makes no sense. I've loved her. I've showered her with affection. I've showered her with love. It makes no sense that the same person is now the one disrespecting you. It makes no sense. So now you have another battle to not become bitter. In economics, there's something called opportunity cost. Many people, you know, the things we learn in school, eh, there's the practical side in real life. You may not call it opportunity cost, right? 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 Hello? 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 Yeah, but it is what it is. Did you get it? So, if I met Rachel and she said she was sick, she needed 5,000 to go to the hospital, and I took 5,000 and I gave to Rachel for her to go to the hospital, I have done so at the cost of another thing. You see where unthankfulness becomes a very poisonous dart, a poisonous arrow that is shot into your heart. Because I could have used the 5,000 to change my time. I could be driving that car, and then because of the bad time, I get involved in an accident and I die. Right? What's the opportunity cost? I have used the money for hospital. My tie is still there at the cost of my life. Then I'm teaching you that it makes no sense for her now to get up and say, that, 
The moment she becomes ungrateful, do you know what she has done? She's taken an arrow, dipped it into a poison. The poison is called bitterness. She saw me as a target, stretched the arrow, and released the arrow straight into my heart. The choice now is for me to decide whether I will let the poison remain there or I will get the poison out of my system. Every unthankful person have arrows. They shoot every now and then. Do you know why they say teachers have their reward in heaven? (laughs) I don't believe that nonsense though. There's no reward in heaven for a teacher. Show me in the Bible. That is the cliche of an ungrateful generation. And why teachers are not appreciated shocks me. If without teachers, if there are no teachers there, all of us, we are bomb bomb brains. Oh, Oh, you don't understand. You don't understand. Our brain come as it is, eh? Bomb bomb. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. If not for teachers, they teach us, we go on to become doctors, we go on to become pharmacists, we go on to become lawyers, and we never look back. <laughs> Do you understand? Imagine the life of teachers if every one of us we were grateful. I asked Pastor Jeff the other day where a certain teacher of mine was. And he told me he's there. And I said to myself, the day God blesses me with something out of this world, yeah, I'll look for those teachers. There's, there's one who beat me every morning. He's now a reverend. Yeah, every morning. He used to do mathematics, the times table. Every morning, or dictation, who betides you? Every mark you miss has a number of strokes. Yes. And that he became a pastor, I was shocked. Yes. Do you see? It's, it's, it's an arrow dipped into poison, and the person saw you. And stretch the arrow and say, let it hit, hit the heart. Don't go anywhere. Go to the heart, the heart. In Ghana, hunters can kill somebody. And when they are taken to court, they say, oh, they saw an antelope. <laughs> I don't know if you have the same here. Yeah. So I saw, an, it was an antelope. So these ungrateful people, and when they took when they take their arrow, they are looking at an antelope. They're not looking at LP burial. No, 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 no. Uh, the antelope is ready. Yes. And then they shoot the arrow. And then sometimes, watch this, they sit back to see the effect of the arrow, the poisonous arrow, as it's operating in your heart. They'll tell them, say, see, this day doesn't smile anymore. <laughs> this day she's not happy anymore. Yeah? Some people even think that 
They are calling you Mom Melissa is what brings sunshine and happiness to your life. So if they stop calling you Mom Melissa, it means that your son is dead dead. No more sunshine. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people even think that their foolish text message they send you is what brightens your day. <laughs> so to torture you, I will not send him any message anymore. All the while you called me my reverend, I didn't like it. Just so you know. That's why I told you many, many years ago, call me Mickey Mouse. And I'll respond. You'll be surprised if you call me Mickey Mouse at the reception. The, the kind of, I, I will even dance for you. I'll say, yes, my dear. And I'll never respond like that when you call me apostle. But if you see me, you say, Mickey Mouse. Ah, you, you'll be surprised. Yes. Ah. I may even respond by saying, Yes. Is poisonous. So now she has to fight to not be bitter with her. She has to fight to not be bitter with him. It's a struggle. I watch anybody you are giving something to, anybody you are taking care of, anybody you are loving, just know that they have a poison waiting. For the day they will use their arrow. You see, forget the times you are laughing right <laughs> Forget the times they are sending you a message. You are the best thing. God sent you to Kenya for my life. <clears throat> forget that nonsense. That, 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 that nonsense. Forget it. I've often asked myself, if God is omniscient, how does he not know that one of his angels is missing and he's walking in Kenya? <laughs> Forget all those things. Yes. When the spirit of unthankfulness takes hold of that person, he will now see you as a demon. No more the missing angel. God doesn't know he's here. God has failed his mathematics. He counted his angels this morning. He didn't know that one is missing. He doesn't know one is in Nairobi. Maybe God has thousands and tens of thousands of angels. So that one that is, forget those things. Yeah. Hey! One rebellious sister. She was going to rebel, but she waited for me to go to Accra. And when I went to Accra, I used to return with goodies. I packed like I packed suitcases with clothes. This Orangu pastor waited. My wife sold for them an outfit. Design well. See, give it to this pastor when you go. 
And that pastor waited, collected all that she could collect. Because when I returned from Accra, less than a month or so, is when she wrote me the message. Yes. I was surprised. I said, why did you have to wait and collect the goodies? You see, somebody is going to be ungrateful tomorrow. They already know it today. Don't be fooled. Hmm. They didn't like that one. I'm going to say it. If you're going to be grateful tomorrow, in fact, if you're going to be ungrateful five years from today, you already know it today. Your heart communicates to you. You know it. That's why one of the prayer points of every pastor is to not become bitter. Oh, yes. Amen? Apostle, when I make a mistake, slap me. What I cannot withstand is when you go quiet on me. I prefer that you slap me. At the beginning, I used to believe them. I was like, wow. I've been given the powers of a father. Until I realized that it's not true. It's a scam. When I make a mistake, don't give up on me. I prefer you slap me. Anybody who can give you the power to slap them. You may be thinking I'm seeing a wonderful daughter. It's a lie. There is a beast, a beast, a beast within. Slap me, me, slap you. (laughs) You know, as a foreigner, I'm I'm very much guided. Yeah. You you may think that you're relating. You know, I disciplined my daughter when I went home. Don't ask me what about your son. I said I disciplined my daughter when I was. She didn't have to call police on me. No devil entered her. And me, I come and slap Jane. Yeah, from here. Landimai police station. A foreigner has slapped me. Then the police, a foreigner. Come and show us where that foreigner is. Akuapa, Akuapa. She will bring police for me. What do you, you say, oh, um, 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 Inspector Fande, she told me that when she makes a mistake, I should slap her. So I slapped her. Hmm. You see, sometimes ask yourself, why is somebody quiet on me? It's a lesser evil, many of you don't know, to what you truly deserve. Because some of you, you don't just deserve a slap. You deserve kicks. Police boot kicking you. And then a wise person chooses silence. Now, if you are a wise person, you would do deep soul searching of yourself. To not become bitter. Amen. 
Your amen is weak. Yeah. <laughs> when I see people with their poisonous darts, you just tell yourself, it's the season of unthankfulness again. Oh yeah. Luke 6.35 But love your, ye your enemies. <laughs> it is possible to love your enemies. Otherwise Jesus will not command you to do it. <laughs> love ye your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great and ye shall be the children of the highest for his kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. He's talking about God. So God is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. We, we have to learn it. (laughs) Oh yeah. We, we have to learn to be what? Kind. Unto the unthankful. The normal reaction is I'll pay you back. That's the normal reaction. Yes. But when you have grown, then you say, oh, I will not pay you back. Yes. Hmm. And that's, I'm telling you that is where it is a battle. Because the normal reaction is I'll teach you a lesson. Isn't it? Yes. I am the last person you are ungrateful to. <laughs> yeah. That is why when you curse people who leave your church, and it shouldn't be something you do. Yes. Me, curse you because you have left the church. Wish you all kinds of evil. No. You know, somebody may derive joy. Yeah, I cursed him that he will die a terrible death. I'm told that he has died dead. Then you are happy. Now, you and the devil, there's no difference. Do you understand? That's why you only have to know that whatever way people take, that way is the way that will correct them and leave it at that. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Someone has decided, I'm going this way. The match, the match is that the way will correct the person. The match. Yes. The match. The devil is not able to withstand our prayers. Now we make you the prayer target. You understand? That's why in my heart, I have no room in my heart for to entertain unthankful people. Least I become bitter. Yes. Least I become bitter. And I can tell you a thousand reasons why I can become bitter. Mercy. Number six. Unthankfulness is a person. Unthankfulness in a person 
is a door to many evils. Unthankfulness in a person is a door to many evils. Careful. You that enjoys being unthankful. You have opened many doors to many evils in your life. Romans 1 verse 21. Check out this scripture. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. When they knew God. When they knew God. What did they not do? They didn't glorify him as God. Then he says, neither were thankful. Neither were what? She took care of you. You didn't celebrate her as a mother. Neither were you thankful. You didn't celebrate him as a father. Neither were you thankful. But you knew she was like a mother in your life. You knew he was like a father in your life. Neither were you thankful on top of it. Are you listening to me? As for the amen, you may not say it, but as for listening, you will listen. They knew God, but they did not glorify him as God. On top of it, they were not thankful. They were not thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Some of you be careful of these wild, wild imaginations you have. It's why you are not thankful. There are people who say, I I will become a rich man without his help. You see, you have a vain imagination. Is it as a vain imagination? It's a vain imagination. Why are you fighting hard to be rich to show me a lesson? You say so that vain imagination will soon lead you to open doors you should never have opened in your life. When you didn't want to be very obedient to your father or your mother, you say, I will leave this house for them. I will leave this. When when they don't hear my phone call for about three months and they hear that I'm doing well, they are the ones that will come and look for me. That's why you are with a boy who is sleeping with you morning, afternoon, evening. You see, your vain imagination has opened an evil door in your life. Eh? My mother will know that she threw away a precious jewel. <laughs> My father thought that nothing, you know, when I see writings like, and I've seen some, oh, they buried us. They never knew that we were seed. All those things are the creations of rebellious people. Yes. They buried us. Little did they know that we were seeds. Seeds. (laughs) 
all those are things that rebellious people come up with. Your vain imagination, I'm going to make it big. They thought that when they suck me from the choir, my ministry is wasted. Look at me now. I'm singing with Davido. But you are not telling people what you are suffering being where you are. The real story behind being a video vixen. You are not telling it. I'm teaching. Yes. Did you see my video? I was in a video with Kiss Daniel. Did you see? Did you see that video? Yeah. You haven't told anybody what you did to show up in a video. Yes. You didn't tell them how you spread your legs. You didn't tell them. No. So somebody who is simple-minded seeing you will say, oh, she made it. You alone, you are dragging other people with you to help. Yes. You're not telling them. Yes. You're not telling them that you, you, you had to get gonorrhea in exchange for a role. Super gonorrhea. And all that is brought about by vain imagination. Yeah. I will. When I, I'm going to. I'll make it. I'll show them. I'll show them. My enemies are not God. Yes. You see their status. Foolish status. Foolish, foolish status. When you see a foolish status. It's a foolish status. Thank you. Thank you. When God says yes, no man can say no. You just know that somebody is throwing an arrow. In fact, what annoys them is that you didn't see the status. They check to see if Benson have seen the status. What annoys them is you didn't see the status. Yeah? That vain imagination, eh? It will lead you to open doors. Yes. In an attempt to prove that you are all that you say you are. You will now, when you were busy as a shepherd, you didn't have time for all the mubabas. Now, you are entertaining mubaba chats. Your venima in an attempt to prove all that you want to prove, you will open doors. It's like they know. Because last Sunday at 2, at 2 p.m., you were chatting with. He said, Why weren't you? Were you not? 
Usually you're in church, so these days, you know, I'm, I've rearranged my life. You know, I need to do some other things with my life. You see, yeah, I've been telling you that. You know, all this time you waste on church and always been in church and all that, you know. You, you got to fight for your life. Yeah, from two I'm free, don't worry. In, in fact, if there's anything you want me to do for you, I'm available. You open your vain imagination. I'm teaching, if I teach you it's not in the scripture, don't buy it. They knew him as God. They didn't glorify him as God. They were not also thankful. And then the Bible says they became vain in their imaginations. Some of you are seated here. You are seeing yourself drive the latest car. That vain imagination, it will lead you to open a door. One young man from a certain country will come to your life and say, I want you to travel with me. No, don't worry, don't worry. I'll buy the ticket and I'm going to pay. In fact, when we return, I'm going to give you $5,000. Don't worry about parking. When we get there, you're going to get clothes. You know, yeah. I have so many uh, bags. You just hold one for me. Yeah. We'll hear the news that you are being, you're, you are being sentenced to death in China. <laughs> You are preaching with me. Yes. Yeah. Or Hong Kong. Or Thailand. Yes. You are now into gold. They told you that ah, I have some people, they have plenty dollars. They want to come and buy land. They want to build a mall. So I'm available. That vain imagination, it opens doors for many evils. He says, and their foolish heart was darkened. Child of God, listen. Don't prove anything to me. Me, I haven't even proved anything to myself. In an attempt to prove something to me, you may open doors you wish you had never opened. Some of you in an attempt to prove that I don't need a man. I don't need any man. I don't need a man. Some people say things. The people who told you that they are not going to marry, they are married though. They have chosen what is available. I don't need a man. I don't need a man. (laughs) Uh, you will open a door yes in an attempt to prove something dear child dear daughter dear son your father doesn't want you to prove anything to Leah he knows you can prove nothing stop opening useless doors that comes to destroy you. 
My mother thinks that without me in her house, I cannot survive. She thinks I'll sleep under a bridge. Does she know how many people are looking for people like me? I will not sleep under a bridge. You will open a door. To prove a point. One girl like that I know wanted to open a door. Hey! She disappeared from everybody. Oh yeah! Hey! Where is this person? This person was talking to one or two people. One or two. Hey, the chosen ones. There's always the chosen ones. So, one day I was walking in the supermarket and I said, let me act now before some doors are open. So I called this Mumu. Say Mumu. I said, how are you? Yeah, normally when I make such calls, I go straight to the point. How are you? He says, I'm fine. I said, you cannot be fine. Stop lying. You cannot be fine. How can you be fine? This person doesn't know where you are. This person doesn't know where you are. How can you be fine? So let me ask you again. How are you? <laughs> then I said, now we can start talking. Yes. Ah, by that time, this person has made arrangement for this. Has made arrangement. I said, hey. People are powerful. Though. When you see people walking around here and you think that their lives depend on you, it's a lie. People are powerful. Just tell yourself that Jane is very powerful. Yes. If you don't believe me, ask her. She will tell you she left the house. Kitambo. She left the house. Kitambo. Ever since she has been proving a point to the father. since she has been proving a point ah, I'm going to make it I've come home with one nice bubble like that you all, you all be saying hey hello Bana hello Bana she has since been proving a point since yes yes I quickly move in and shut that door Some of you, when you live with people, the, pe- the period you lived with someone was your best time of Christianity. Yes. Now you have a small room, it's worse than a brothel. Now you cannot stand and say, It has been eight months since I last fornicated. You did, Jana. <laughs> I am teaching. If you like, say amen. If you like, don't say amen. Yes. Because now you have to pay the rent. You see, when somebody was paying it for you, it looked like nothing was being done for you. Yes. <laughs> now you have to pay the rent. Yeah. So you realize that that boy... Because of shepherding, you told Quenda Uko. I said, 
come to Jesus, you are saying you want to come to me. Now you reach out and say, hey, Joe. How are you? He said, oh, Nico too. So, Pia Mimi. Mpango? Mpango? What does Mpango mean? Pango? We're going to plan. Pango? Yeah. All in an attempt to prove. Let me say this to you. It is easier, write it down, to be thankful. It is easier to just be thankful than to walk in vain imaginations. (laughs) I feel it. It's easier to be thankful. No vain imaginations. Now, this thing they did is what led to all the problems in the world today. Careful. Yeah. We discovered the moon. We've, we've gone to the moon. We have discovered planets. We have discovered um, plants, animals, different species. We have made discovery. We built things. We have become sophisticated. And because of that, we do not glorify God. Neither are we thankful to God. So what does God do? Verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Do you know that sometimes your attempt to prove that you know will rather end up you becoming a fool? Verse 23. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Now switch to NLT from verse 24. Switch to NLT from 24. Now watch this. So God abandoned them uh to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. You know, when we, you have a group of people you're training, like shepherds, hmm? they think actually they have that I am anti their happiness. Yes. Some people think that I've been a witch in their lives for, he keeps us here. He's teaching us what we don't want to hear. So, I come and I say, Charlie, be free. If I pastored you as a shepherd for five years, ask God to show you the things you were delivered from in that five years. Ask God to show you. The day my children leave my house. The day they say, oh, Daddy. My son left to go to boarding school the other day. I am sure that the first one week was a shock to him. Yes. Huh? I've never experienced this. I've, some of you, the last couple of weeks, 
there are things you've experienced you wish you have not experienced. God, when they saw his God, and they said, ah, we don't want, oh, we want to say thank you. So he abandoned them to do whatever. That's the opening of the door now. It starts from being unthankful. Some of us, Jesus has saved us. I said some of us. How do you say thank you? We say we will not be thankful. We won't be thankful. So now we are walking in the vainness of our imaginations. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. Today, the world we live in, verse 24, captures the world. On thanks, when you see somebody saying, I'm a transgender, you're looking at an unthankful person. Who is doing vile and degrading things with their bodies? The world we live in today, it doesn't take a boy much to grow a breast. Yes. Right now, right now, give him two, three months. When you see, when you see, what's your name? What's your name? Evans. When you see Evans. Are you a new church member? Are you a new church member? Are you new in the church? Oh, okay. I'd like to talk. If you are a new member, I'd like to talk to you after church. Your name again? Evans. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, Buana. <laughs> In this church, when we ask you your name, do you understand? We are, we are trying to tell you something. It's a message. Our attempt to know your name is also a message. Yeah, so advance. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Bana. <laughs> it doesn't take much in our day. You see, he has developed bomb bomb. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take much. Yes. You see, he now has holes in his ears. Yes. It doesn't take much in our days. Yes. And then you, you soon start saying, Don't call me Evans. Call me, call me Evelyn. Oh, my name, my, my name is now Ivana. I like Iv- Ivana. It doesn't take much in our days to see a girl looking like a boy. Doesn't take much. And when you see those things, as it is in our days, I'm teaching you that you're looking at unthankful people. People who knew God. They know God exists. But they have decided they will not recognize him as God. Neither will they thank him. All that you are seeing is a display of unthankfulness. You know? God should have thought it better before he made me a girl. Me, I, I want to be a boy. 
unthankful. Yes. You know, God should have just made me a girl. I mean, he made me a boy. For what for? Yes. So these days, they go and they remove this whole section. It's not taking much. The world we're living in, listen, God saw these things way ahead and he's written about it. Degrading things with each other's bodies. And by the way, if you have feelings that you are a boy and meanwhile you are a girl, come for deliverance. Or if you are around here and you don't know who you are, we all know you as a girl, but you are the only one who doesn't know. Please come for deliverance on turning point Saturdays. A spirit has taken control. Do you understand? How can we all see you as a girl and you are the only one not seeing yourself as a girl? You are a boy. Now you, you are seeing yourself as a goat. <laughs> Come for deliverance. Yes. First of all, we'll teach you thankfulness. Do you understand? Yes, that's your deliverance. Yes. Hmm. Oh. 25, look at this. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. 26. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. When you start having shameful desires... I said, when you start having shameful desires, there is the likelihood God has abandoned you. What is a shameful desire? You're a boy. There's a girl you can sleep with. You say, hmm. You saw Eric's bomb bomb as a hard. Stand, let's see your hard bomb bomb. As hard as his bomb bomb. You are saying, Mimi Nataka, you. Shameful desires. Shameful desires. When you start having shameful desires, know that God has abandoned you. There is a girl. Do you understand? And then, is it? We are no wiser than God. I don't know why we think we are wiser than God. God created a woman. He gave a woman what he gave to a woman. Created a man. Gave the man what he gave. Whatever God created the woman was for the pleasure of the man. You, you say, all that God took time. Created something projecting. You say, you, you don't like it. 
You like the hidden things of the... So you see a girl and you, you say, I love her. Her against her. When you start having shameful desires, careful. How can you see a dog and you feel like having sex? Shameful desires. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. Some of you, you say, you, 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 okay, you don't have the shameful desires, but you are a promoter of shameful desires. Some of you are LBTQIPZDZ champions. You are believers in so-called human rights. If God doesn't help us, we don't pray for this generation. I'm telling you, we're in trouble. That's why I liked Museveni's response. Oh, I learned that Luganda thing he said, but I've forgotten. He said, the mouth is for eating. (laughs) Teach our children that the mouth is for Ah, you don't want to say it. Hey, the mouth is for preaching 101 M7. The mouth is for eating. Ever since we were born, we know that the mouth is for eating. Not the other way around. You get a point now. When you start having shameful desires, ask yourself, oh God, where are you? Where are you? He has abandoned you. He's abandoned you. Careful. Even the women tend against the natural way to have sex. And instead, let me tell you, there's natural way to have sex. Yes, dildo is not one of it. Cucumber is not one of it. It is still unnatural. And now you are quiet. It is not natural. Otherwise, God would have created cucumber and he would call it cucum sex. Yes, you call it cucum sex. <laughs> and instead indulge in sex with each. You see, when I hear people say, the Bible never spoke about homosexuality, it's, a, it's, it's, it's shocking. It's here. Even the nat- women tend against the natural way to have what? Sex. And instead indulge in sex with. You pretend you are not seeing the vex. 27. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations 
with women. So there is such a thing as normal. There's normal. And then there's abnormal. They now bend with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. Imagine you are looking for breast on a flat chest. What are you looking for? Let me tell you something. The days we are living in is not even desires that is leading young girls and young men into this evil. It is money. Forget desire now. We have moved from desire to money. It's gone from desire. Now even people without desire are entering this nonsense because of money. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. 28. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God. (laughs) He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. The door that opened these evil things is unthankfulness. God was telling the prophet about the sin of Sodom. Let's connect this scripture to that scripture. If you do your quiet time, you know what I'm talking about. And he says, the sin of your sister is this. So he mentions, he said, the sin of your sister is Sodom. Talking about Sodom. All this we've read, does it not describe Sodom? Yeah, all the actions in Sodom, everything. He says, abundance of riches. One of the sins, if you are not careful, it can come into your life through prosperity. Listen, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride. When you become proud, careful, So Sodom became proud. Two, fullness of bread is called prosperity. Many Christians fall when they prosper. Fullness of bread. This is one of the sins of Sodom. Fullness of bread. They had no more needs. People were prospered. And abundance of idleness. Are you following? Uh Uh-huh. Those people who have a lot of time on their hands. You easily enter things you shouldn't enter. You have too much time. Do you understand? It was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. So you see in God's conversation with the prophet, he's saying that 
Sodom opened a door. And he opened the door through pride. He opened the door through fullness, abundance of bread, abundance of idleness. He opened the door. And I'm teaching you that being unthankful also opens evil doors. When you go home, as you're going home, I want you to be very brutally honest with yourself. When you choose to become unthankful to your father, your mother, your senior brother, or anybody in your life, at that moment, when you started with your vain imagination, ask yourself, which doors did I open? I opened some doors. Ask yourself, what doors did I open? And what entered through the door? Because when you open the door, something enters. Do you understand? There's an adage in my place. They said that if the world was not strange and mysterious and dangerous, we would not have the need to close the door when we go to sleep. So when a door is now opened, be sure that some things enter our lives. And I'm talking about the point at which you decided to cut ties off with your father. What door did you open? And is that visitor still in your life? Well, you know better. Be on your feet. Amen. Lift up your two hands. I don't know, but I feel it strongly. Any and every one of us who develop true thankfulness, I feel led by the Spirit of God to say this to you that your life is just about getting better. I know it because scripture approves what I'm saying. You are about to qualify for more. I feel it strongly. Do you appreciate little things? As your hands are lifted up, I want you to pray a passionate prayer. Lord, tend me into a thankful person. In all my situations, I want to be thankful. 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 The situation doesn't have to be good. I want to be thankful. I just want to be a thankful woman. I just want to be a thankful man. I want to appreciate you And all you place in my life. Ask the Holy Spirit to make you a thankful person. I believe he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Church, I'm not hearing you. Lift your voice and pray. That I will be a thankful person. I will be a thankful person. Lambra daba sambre dele me kapaya daba hai. 
Zumbra zuka terebere mandisku paro ya damala kapaya gadabarabaha azimba zazosande debe zintia kaya limbre diskupado sundada zimbe zaduzo pola kaya kataya irebele masimla katuskopaya Izuziande melika tosa blitika poyabahai. Lord, I want to be thankful. Ikade masindo kopa lisa damazada. Briski badade lime katayokada. Zebridisi kaluka poyo. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to be thankful. I want to be thankful. I want to be thankful. I want to be appreciative, Lord. Holy Spirit, turn me into a servant that is thankful. I'm thankful, Lord, for all you do. I'm thankful, Lord, for all you will do. I'm thankful. I'm thankful, Lord. Lift your voice. Pray for your spirit. Pray for your heart. You will not open a door that will usher evil things into your life. By remaining unthankful, you will open such doors. May the Holy Spirit help you. May the Holy Spirit empower you to not open any door. It's easier, it's easier to be thankful than to walk in vain imaginations. Child of God, it is easier to be thankful than to walk in vain imaginations. Libre skudos tampadia, limbre dos Sopale kada ya dele melengen diskudua ata yezula bazazusa pradika retele meketaya ata ta barata ya baha irobo sota palada baha come on child of God cry passionately for your your system to be overhauled you you now want to be thankful in all things oh yes oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes, child of God pray. Oh yes. In the masando maluso bereles. Izuza samala manda mahanda ba. Ye pele malamatuso parie ingrate sapalo ya dupa katarise ivore mele malamanda ba. Esemplandi klatos improdis kepere andia yazagu pare kata lomande kepele mama 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 azazwa adies iveleke de marada iskianda na mandugre limprodis talamahande ike poramalanda yamata isumpa dele meke vadarabaha. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you're transforming lives. You're transforming hearts. You're transforming minds. Lord, oh, the people we're ungrateful to. Oh, Lord, fathers we're ungrateful to. Oh, Lord, mothers we despise. Forgive us. And Lord, make us mold us fix us build us into thankful people in Jesus mighty name we have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God 
preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.